I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jared Jamie, welcome on. What's doing, mate? Nathan, it is a pleasure to be on here, mate. Long-time listener, first time on the pod. I'm very excited to be here. Mate, we've been in our uh, fair share of group chats over the last year or so. First time we've spoken, it has taken way too long, hasn't it? It's taken a while, but that's the beauty of the internet, right? We do all these things with all these people all around around the country, and sometimes you don't actually get to meet them face-to-face, and sometimes you only have to meet them through a Zoom call or something like that. So, mate, it's it's a pleasure. I'm uh, excited to be on and excited to talk. Now, mate, you've got a heap of talents behind you. Rugby league-wise, you are all over a heap of things. Today, we're going to talk about footy smiles, and we'll introduce that in a second, but you've got your finger in about 14 pies around rugby league. Tell, tell us about everything that you do. Yeah, I guess I'm a bit of a behind-the-scenes man. Uh, don't like to say no, always like to say yes to things, and uh, that gets my free time into a little bit of trouble sometimes. So, yeah, I guess my first foray into, into rugby league stuff online was through fantasy footy. So you had uh, my mate Mig on there the other day um, telling his story about NRL CEO and, and he's the founder and a similar sort of story with the internet. Have never met him face-to-face either. We've been running a website for near on 14 years now and we've never met face-to-face. We live so far across this wide country from each other. So I started that, uh, joined up with him um, and that's been running and, and that probably took up a lot of my time to start with. And over the years, mate, I just love footy. I, I just love rugby league and I just keep bringing myself back to it. You know, I love all sports, but rugby league just always keeps coming back to me. And so I've just sort of dug around in a couple of little ventures online. And yeah, so NRL CEO was the first foray. Um, got involved in Green Machine Podcast, a Raiders podcast, and look after all the socials for that and coordinate a whole heap of stuff there. And, and that's all just good fun because... Mate, not many people would know, but I'm an old school North Sydney Bears fan. So back in the day, uh, and and the club obviously is no more. And rugby league didn't speak to me for a couple of years. Um, 
you know, manly boardroom dramas, club no more about a club that I, I grew up loving. And then I just needed rugby league back in my life. So uh, moved down to Canberra for university and started working at the, the stadium and just always loved them, always loved the green machine in the nineties as everyone did. I mean, they were just dynamite. I remember being down in Canberra for the 1994 grand final when the town just went nuts, green milk everywhere, just loved it. And so from there had a bit of a soft spot for the Raiders moved down here and just jumped on board. I mean, we still had a couple of old legends there. Um, not the easiest team to support, but hey, I'm a North Sydney Bears fan from way back, so I'm I'm used to uh, not a lot of success. So mate, you'd call me a Raiders fan with no premierships under my belt. Um, so yeah, stuck around enjoying that and, and learning a lot more about the history of my club as well because you know I wasn't a Cotton Don fan when we were winning premierships. Um, so learning a lot about the history of the club and then Footy Smiles, mate, was just something I love Twitter. I love engaging with people on Twitter and. A guy, uh, the biggest tiger, who many people on Twitter would know, is the most positive man in rugby league on there. We just started chatting about how there's just too much negativity in rugby league. And so we just wanted to start something. We wanted to start a bit of a movement to get some more positivity out there. So started off as just a, a little DM, um, like meeting yourself, Guru. Um, and we just sort of started chatting about what we could do. And, yeah, we came up with a name that we thought just sounded great. And then we just thought – Let's just create a channel that focuses just on positive rugby league, positive stories, role models. You know, there's hundreds of pages out there that try and cover everything. News, scores, positive stories, all sort of mixed in. It gets lost. There's so much stuff out there. So we just thought, let's just do a good job of just sharing one thing, good stories. And so that's how it all sort of kicked off, mate. Mate, before we do get to Footy Smiles, which will be our focus today, uh, I had our good mate Jack Cronin on last year, uh, a Canberra Raiders fanatic, and he dropped the bomb on me that he used to be a Broncos fan. Now I've got you, Canberra Raiders, through and through. I find out you're a North Sydney fan. Is there anyone down there that's actually a true Raiders fan or what? <laughs> of course there is, mate. Of course there is. There's plenty. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's, Canberra's one of those towns where it's it's pretty transient. You know, There's a lot of people that move here for work and, and may support another club, but it's it's quite an addictive community. So you will find that, that people move here uh, supporting St. George or supporting, some, you know, an old club. And then they come down here and just after time, they just find that the club just gets them. We're such a community focused club. And I think the club does a brilliant job of it now to, to get involved with the community, to support each other and get behind each other that it just happens. And man, what, what are you supposed to do? North Sydney bears gone. I can't, not watch rugby league ever again. I don't know how you do it, Guru. You don't follow a team. I still think there's some skeletons in there somewhere and I've got my <laughs> suspicions on which of those clubs it might be, but I just have to feel invested, mate. So uh, the Raiders are my, my one true love now, mate. Now, mate, over the next few days, you're going to come back on the podcast and we're going to talk about the Green Machine pod and the Canberra Raiders themselves. We're going to focus on footy smiles today, as we said, and Mate, um, you mentioned before that it just doesn't get the cover, like the positive stories in rugby, they just don't get the coverage that they should. And I 100% agree with you. And like, I can see it on my page myself. I mean, if something goes wrong, it gets 10 times the amount of coverage, 10 times the amount of likes and shares that a story about a player doing something positive does. It really is backwards, isn't it? 
Yeah, it really is backwards. And I think that's just part of human nature, unfortunately. Um, we do love scandal. And as much as people say that they don't like to deal in rumours and they don't like to deal in speculation, reality is that's human nature. People love it. You can't get enough of it. Um, you get secrets, they get leaked. It just happens. So, yeah, I've seen that on plenty of pages, particularly on some of the other pages I run as well. The, the negative stories do hit and people want to hear about it and they want to know more. But someone's got to get those stories out there. And we, we are seeing a lot more of a trend now. Uh, unfortunately, in this, this day of clicks, the media, it's not the right place for them because reality is they've, they've got to put the stories out that are going to get clicks. But there is movement, mate. There is. And I think the clubs themselves, they do a great job of sharing these positive stories. But the problem that you find is we don't all follow every club on social media. We don't want to. I mean, effectively liking another club when you're following their page, there's, there's a few of us sort of content creators that will to sort of see what's going on, but you're not going to follow the Titans and you're not going to follow the Cowboys. So unless you do, you're not going to see these stories. So we just thought there needs to be a way to collate them in one place, bring them together. So someone can just follow one page and get it all in their feed. But as I said, there is a bit of a change. Um, Believe it or not, most people would, would give old Buzz Rothfield a bit of grief saying that he's just a scaremonger and he only deals in negative. He's actually been a really big, positive supporter of the page uh we've got a, a really long dm thread with him about wanting to know more about particular stories we put out there and um you know he's got his saints and sinners weekly column that he puts out there. and a lot of that comes from footy smiles because he sees it out there uh he may not get that from the club but he's getting it through the one channel that we've got here and he's actually been a really big supporter so there is a little bit of stuff that goes in the telegraph fox sports have done a little bit more but once again it's, it's the negative stories that probably get the most clicks for them. So they're not going to go back to it. You know, we often find that it's the young journos that are sort of making their way up, looking to, to get a foot in the door. They're the ones that will come looking for some positive stories. When they're a great story, they go gangbusters. But unfortunately, the day-to-day stuff that players are doing doesn't generally hit that mark. So they're always out there doing hospital visits. They're always out there visiting schools. Those sorts of things, unfortunately, are never going to get clicks and they're not going to sell papers. Um, but when we do get the unique ones about someone that's gone above and beyond, they can go They can go like wildfire as well, mate. And I mean, mate, if you are going to look somewhere for negative stories, I mean, does anyone shoot themselves in the foot more than rugby league? Like there is just a plethora of negative stories out there for these media outlets to be able to find constantly it definitely does make your job hard it does it sure does and, and that's part of why we wanted to create the page just to sort of combat that a little bit more and even as a rugby league tragic that I am I, I still have to shake my head and, and I try and be positive in everything I do and try and look at the positives and everything but there are times where unfortunately you just do have to shake your head and think what are these players doing what is this club doing it still follows it um, it's still always going to be there unfortunately but that also happens everywhere in human nature as well you know we look at a, a microcosm of rugby league and think that there's all these bad guys in rugby league but unfortunately it's it's part of every industry and if you had a microcosm and and had a look at a particular industry anywhere else you're probably going to find that there's issues as well it's it's part of human nature um, it's going to happen but this is why we've created the page let's try and flip that you know, whilst there may be one or two or three bad stories that come out, let's try and show the, the 10, 20 positive stories that are out there as well. And, mate, this is the reality. I mean, rugby league, you know, even myself, you know, following it 24-7, I often think, God, like, we just have so many guys that get in trouble in the reality of it. It is a small percentage, but they just get so much coverage that it just blows everything else out of the water. 
Yeah, it, it's just unfortunate again. Like it, it's, and and we've all been there, right? We we want to say that we're not going to click. We want to say that we're we're not going to give them the bait that they need. But we all go there. You know, everyone's intrigued to find out what's happened. And you know, if it's your own club, you want to know what's happened. How's this going to affect me? You know, there's this person that I've I've put up high on a pedestal. You know, they're a hero of mine, or they're a hero of a friend or a family member. Um, and then something negative might happen. We're always going to click and just see whether or not that is actually true. So. Uh, Unfortunately, in the era that we're at, where, as you know, Guru, um, clicks matter um, and, and all these sort of all these stats matter. It's how you build a following. It's how people are making money off these things. So it's always going to be out there, unfortunately. But we can combat it. And there are so many pages now that are doing a, a, a better job of this. So, you know, yourself, you've been a big supporter of the page. You share a lot of our content. Uh, the NRL Roast as well, they do a brilliant job the big platform to be able to share a lot of the stories and, and Dean will share a lot of the stories across our way when he comes across them as well. Dan and Kemp, you know, bloke in a bar, you know, he's also another guy where he wants to look at the positives in rugby league and sort of flip it on his head. Um, he's always wanting us to send him stories as well to be able to have a look at and share. There are a lot of pages out there that are starting to flip this and, and, and people, when they see it, they, they lap it up, they enjoy it. Um, they let us know how much they want to hear more about this. And so that's all sort of what strives us to keep going. Mate, let's uh, let's kick off flipping the narrative. Now, take me through some of your favourite ones. I know one that you mentioned to me earlier involved Christian Welsh. Uh, just seems to be one of the absolute champions of our game. Yeah, Christian Welch. I, I can't speak highly enough of this bloke. It's, it's, it's not just one-offs with him either. Like, he, he really uses his... Um, his position of, of power and influence, I guess, for the better. Um, for anyone who follows him on Twitter, this is a guy who's he's not your typical rugby league prop. You know, he's got a, a hell of a brain on him and he, and he uses it for good as well. So um, he's a big supporter um, of all sorts of charities, um, particularly kids' charities. Um, and one thing that he did, um, he, he saw on Twitter that there was a, a young boy called Angus um, that had cerebral palsy and was in a wheelchair. And unfortunately, he was going to have to wait about 12 months for some for some government funding to be able to get a new wheelchair. And he just saw, he saw his plight and thought, I really want to pick this kid up. You know, he's having a rough time of it. He lives out in a farm. He's, he was getting pushed around in a wheelbarrow. So Christian's gone above and beyond, got in touch with the mum and organised literally a magic weekend for this young fella. So he organised um, to set him up some tickets, to get him to, to Brisbane, from Toowoomba, um, organised, you know, through his contacts to get to a motel um, to, to look after the family for the weekend. Yvonne Sampson jumped in and saw the story and said she'd help us out and um, took him up to meet all the commentators, took him down to the change rooms to meet the Broncos. This kid just really had the time of his life. Anthony Milford's there, giving him his boots, jerseys are getting handed out, Sammy Thiders looking after him. It's just brilliant to watch the smiles on this young fella's face from a bloke who looked like he was doing it tough and Christian, you know, he's got games to prepare for, but he's organising this all himself. He, he brought him down to training with the Melbourne Storm, you know, took some photos with him, got him to meet all the players. That's so far above and beyond from what a rugby league player should need to do. You know, this is, you'd normally think this is the PR department of clubs. This is a guy that's preparing for one of the biggest weekends of his footy career and he's out here doing that. So, just a, a magnificent bloke and um, really does great stuff for charities all over the place as well. And I think, mate, the thing that stands out for me is that, you know, in the modern day, whenever, you know, you, you would sort of imagine whenever something like this is happening that Christian Welsh and the Melbourne Storm would get, you know, a film crew to follow him around all the time. But it seems that a lot of these stories are just the players doing it off their own back without wanting any recognition for it at all. 
Yeah, I, I think that's the big thing, and, and that's what um, what gets the fans that this happens to so excited. You know, this is just people trying to pick someone else up in their life, and you know, it's it's often when people are going through a hard time, um, that's when it really has the most impact because we see all these heroes on screen and we just think they're untouchable, but for them to go out of their way, organize a lot of these things off their own bat, um, to just create experiences and put smiles on these faces. It's, it's pretty unreal. You know, another story that I'll mention, mate, Charles Nickel Clockstad has been one that we've featured heavily on our page. He's just the kind of guy where someone will ask him for a favor and he'll take it to the next level. So, when he first came down to Canberra, um, he got a message in his DMs from from someone's cousin. So there was a patient in hospital and someone's cousin had DM'd him to just say, look, would you mind doing a video for us? Would you mind just sending something just to, to give my cousin a bit of a pick-me-up? You know, she's doing it tough in hospital. Chance doesn't do things like that. So instead of that, he rocks up to the hospital with some lollies and some gifts, comes and meets him and sits down and takes him down to the arcade and sort of plays, um, you know, for a couple of hours and sort of just, just completely flips the situation. It's just, it's really great to see. And he's not doing it for the followers, you know, similar sort of thing when he was back at the Warriors as well. Um, he was just down, I think he was buying some shoes at Foot Locker or something like that. And he, he sort of heard out of the corner of his is here that um, a young boy was looking for some shoes, but the mum was, you know, really trying to explain to the kid that they can't afford it. So what does Chance do? He goes and buys the shoes and just hands them to this kid. Like it's just, you know, little stories like that. Um, he was only on probably a rookie's wage at that point, And he just thinks I've got the opportunity to do something good here and sort of give a kid a real pick me up. And he just goes ahead and does it. Oh mate. And that's the big thing about Chance too. I mean, for a long time, he wasn't the guy he is now. He was a guy that the New Zealand Warriors didn't want anything to do with him. No one wanted anything to do with him until he arrived at Canberra, and he was doing this sort of stuff years ago. It says a lot about him. Yeah, I think it does. And and a lot of those guys, it's it's just part of who they are and how they want to grow up. They, they don't let these sorts of things get to their head, and you know they're too big and they're too powerful for, to do these sorts of things. They, they realise, I think, the position they're in, and they realise what sort of influence that can have on a kid. And you know, for something where it might be a two-minute meeting with someone that's at a club or a player or something like that, it, it really doesn't take a lot out of their time. But for someone that actually feels that experience, and, and particularly kids when they receive this, they're never going to forget that. You know, these are sort of once-in-a-lifetime opportunities when they can sometimes happen. So it's it's really great to see. And I think blokes like Chance, he'll be doing it for the next 10 years as well. And as his star continues to grow and grow, that's probably just going to mean even more for the people that it's happening for. Mate, Chan's obviously uh, your Canberra Raiders fullback. Tell me about his captain, Jared Croker. I know he's done plenty of yards. I've seen some of the faces on kids when they open up his headgear that he sent to them and stuff. It's just every time I see something involving Jared Croker, it is always positive. It's always moving the needle in the right direction for our game. Yeah, I often had to joke that sometimes I feel like we need to change the name from Footy Smiles to Jared Croker Smiles, to be honest, because it seems like literally every week he's out there doing something like that. And, you know, we, we sort of get accustomed to him handing out his headgear. And, you know, Jonathan Thurston did that. Callan Pong is a, a big fan as well. A lot of guys do that. And, you know, you get become accustomed to it and people might glance over it. But um, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for each of those people that, that it happens to. You know, when they receive that, that headgear, this is – um, someone get into direct connection with him. So it was really sad to see in COVID that a lot of that stuff obviously couldn't happen. There's no fans at the ground. They can't have any direct contact. Um, really sad to see. But um, Chance and Jared, 
still made it happen even during COVID towards the end of last season. I think they were sort of thinking, are we going to get ourselves into trouble here? But you can just see the boys just whip off the jerseys and, and throw them up to the crowd, you know, social distance, of course. Um, but it just means so much to people to be able to receive this. And they'll hang it up in their, their house forever and, you know, be proud of place, the big jersey be on the wall, and they'll always have a story to tell. There is one particular Croker story that, I, that I'd like to, to talk about, though, and that's... Um, you know, the usual stuff is he'll give out his headgear. He gave out his headgear one day to a kid down in Wagga um, and the kid just absolutely loved it. We, we received a picture that afternoon of the kid wearing it in the drive back to Canberra. He's asleep in the back seat of the car wearing a sweaty headgear and just absolutely loving it, you know, sleeping with it. Hopefully they'll wash it at some point so that the kid's not just sleeping in a dirty headgear. But turns out his brother was a bit jealous. So, you know, he's, oh, you know, my brother's got this headgear. You know, I'd love to have one. I love croaking myself as every young kid in Canberra does. And, Jared finds out about this so what does he do he rocks up at the front door with another headgear and a kicking tee brings it in comes and meets the young fellas and and you know makes both their days and all of a sudden you've now got the whole family of Jared Croker lovers to now Jared Croker disciples it's we've got them all over Canberra and mate like myself as a teacher I mean I I still don't think footballers understand the impact that they have with these with, with these little moments like I've I've been teaching in, in the heart of South Sydney for the last, you know, eight or nine years. And before Latrell Mitchell was a rabbito, he was a rooster, of course. So all these kids in South Sydney, they should hate him. And they all just absolutely adored Latrell. And now that he's come over to South Sydney, it's just the best thing to happen to them. I imagine Jared Craig would have the exact same effect down in Canberra. I hope players start to realise the impact they are having on the younger generation. Yeah, and I think they do. It it often comes across, you hear about the young players when they first come into grade and, you know, the first time they get asked for an autograph, you know, it's, it must be such a humbling experience for someone to come up and, and want to know who you are and, and, you know, just want a little little bit more from you. And you just think, like, you and I grew up in, in the era of autographs and it was take your footy cards down and try and get it and just that pleasure when you, you meet that player and, you know, they make eye contact with you, say good day, you know, make you feel a million bucks and you walk away with something that you'll, you'll cherish forever. You know, it's it's brilliant to see. And I think it doesn't matter what jersey they wear. If you're a young fella, um, it's just these guys are superstars no matter what jersey they're wearing. And, and so, like, as you mentioned with the Luttrell example before, you know, he, he might be wearing a Roosters jersey one week, but, you know, he's such a, a superstar and he's such an Indigenous role model, particularly around that South Sydney area. These kids are just loving him no matter what. And, and they might have loved him at the Roosters, but now he's wearing their jersey. It's just gone to another level. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, mate, without a doubt. And the fact that, you know, these are South Sydney through and through kids and they're, you know, they're scoring tries in the playground and then doing the same celebration as a Roosters doing. I mean, it just, it says so much when you understand how big that rivalry is. Mate, take me to uh, over at Cronulla, the young winger there, Ronaldo. He's been doing fantastic things over the last two years, coming into first grade and just, he's just been flying over there. And I, I know that you mentioned to me earlier that he's been doing a heap off the field as well. 
Yeah, Ronaldo's another one where we get so many stories about him and just his persona off the field is so different to what he is on the field. You know, he's such a competitor on the field. He almost looks like he's overly aggressive, but he's the complete opposite off the field. He's a real humble, laid-back fella and, and always remembers his roots. Um, funnily enough, one of the, one of the stories that, that went off last year was, was just a simple fact that as he was a young fella coming up through the grades, he was working down at a fish and chip shop. Um, down there in in the Cronulla region and um, you know he always remembers his roots and he, he loves to go back there and visit and he just told him he'd come back one day and, and cook some burgers so here's Ronaldo just going back to his old old job and cooking burgers and you know these kids are coming in and just seeing this superstar uh, behind the desk you know people just seem to love that story because he's he always remembers where he's come from and he'll always remember to look after other people um, he does some great stuff just with with other kids in the community as well. Another favourite story that we had last year, um, as he headed back up to Queensland to visit his family back home, um, I think he was just sort of posting Instagram stories of his journey on the way back up. And there was a dad up there with a, a teenage son who's you know wants to become a rugby league player. He just messaged him and said, look, um, have you got any any messages of advice from my, from my young fellow? And so Ronaldo doesn't just send advice and a couple of dot points. Of course, he goes, yeah, sure, mate. I'll be on my way through Port Macquarie tomorrow how about a come and visit you so he just rocks up at the door his dad's organized a you know a video to, to show his son's face as he just arrives here and he's just blown away that Ronaldo's there with his brother um come to visit him and they're just throwing the footy around the backyard and telling him all about what it's like to make grade and but it doesn't just stop there so it's not just you know a photo op for Ronaldo he then goes right I'll take all you guys out for breakfast tomorrow morning and then takes them out for breakfast, buys them breakfast and then heads out fishing with them for a morning as well. Um, and then says, you know, next year I'm getting you down, come down to Sydney, I'll bring you down a train and I'll show you what footy is all about. And if you still think it's something you want to do, then we'll help you get there. So it's just those, those next step things that people just think, how someone who I don't know, I've just seen on TV, have so much time for me and take me to the next level. See, so, yeah, mate, I mean... <laughs> If if Mulitano last year would have got done for drink driving and you said his name, everyone would remember that. But it's these stories that just no one hears. Yeah, they they, they don't get enough traction, I don't think, because it's people are so quick to go to the negative, um, you know, and someone will be painted as as a certain persona, and so they they won't reflect on oh, but he did this as well. Similar sort of thing, you know, Curtis Scott got himself into a bit of Barney Rubble, as you like to say. Um, and so people think, oh, he's just a grub. He's just a fighter. This is what he does. But, you know, on the back of that, when when the fires were on last year, you know, he was up the front um, organising to get, you know, a stack of money raised to help the bushfires um, to sort of coordinate things, made a massive donation himself. You know, these guys, yes, they'll have a bad moment. We all have bad moments, but when they have bad moments, they get captured on mobile phones. When we have bad moments in our life, those sorts of things can go unnoticed. And so the whole community doesn't know about it, but unfortunately that sort of thing can stick. So we do like to try and put them out there. And, you know, we do have a bit of stick sometimes when we do promote some of the bad boys of our game, but deep down they're going to have some bad times in their life, but let's look at the good things that they're doing as well. Mate, tell me about his teammate, Sean Johnson, obviously the Cronulla Sharks as well. I know over the last few years he's done some pretty special things as well. Yeah, Sean Johnson just seems to be a real man of the people. You know, he's got that such fun-loving persona about him, and you can just see why kids are attracted to him. You know, he'd just be – he's such a cool guy. Everyone sees the cool persona, but he's just got that really laid-back Kiwi personality as well. So – 
you know, he came over to Cronulla and that was such a huge signing and, and rightly so. Um, so he was he was part of the, the Cronulla Sharks' usual visits where they go down to the hospital just to try and pick me up the kids in the children's ward and sort of put some smiles on their faces. You'll see Woodsy down there and Johnson and all of them. They're all part of it, which is great. But but Johnson made a, a really big impression on, on a young fella down there at one of the hospitals, a young boy named Jason. Um, he was doing it particularly hard. He was going through some cancer treatment at the time and his, his health wasn't well and his mental health wasn't doing very well either he met Sean Johnson and his his mum sort of told us that his his face just lit up and his whole persona just changed he just was so attracted to this hero he wasn't even a Sharks fan before this and all of a sudden Johnson's there giving him all this time of day he was just loving it and lapping it up and then Johnson just whips off his hoodie here you go Jason you can have this mate now, if they couldn't get that hoodie off him for the next 12 months, it was just the most worn thing of all time and his most prized possession and something that really inspired him. So he's doing really well now and he's, his health skyrocketed and he's well on his way back to recovery. And, and Johnson's kept in touch, you know, he's, he's kept in touch to be able to just touch base every now and then and see how he's tracking and, um, the shark he's organized to bring him down to training as well and sort of take him through the the change rooms and show him everything and meet all the rest of the players as well so it's just one little moment these guys play footy we get it it's not rocket science but just their persona and the hero status they have can have such a life-changing sort of influence on kids in particular but but rugby league fans all over Mate, uh, just tr- tremendous stories to hear I know also uh, a big one has been the pass it on clothing and I, it's sort of it started to get a bit of coverage in the last year or so. And I just know from my personal experience, myself and my missus, we do a uh, some Vincent DePaul truck through uh, th- through my school that we, uh, we we go and feed the homeless. We used to do it like once a fortnight or so. And I remember seeing two or three years ago, I mean, Corey Norman, um, I-, I didn't know him then, but obviously like, like Simi and stuff from YKTR, th- these guys have been out there for what seems to be three or four years to me doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, they're, they're always out there. And, and Corey Norman's another one where you might often get, we'll put something out on Twitter about what Corey Norman does and we'll often get a little bit of grief and we just have to leave that through the keeper because you know what, that's your impression of what Corey Norman's like. But from our experience in, in chatting to the guys, Chris and the guys at Pass It On Clothing, this is a guy that does it each and every week. This is not photo opportunities where he needs to do something because he's trying to pick up his his um, persona in the public he's out there every week and unfortunately he couldn't do a lot of it last year once again due to COVID but whenever he can Corey Norman, Reid Marnie, James Seguiaro, Wade Egan, we've got the ref Matt Chechens down there the old former NRL player Michael Butner. they're all involved in this and it's just it's really good to see because they're bringing themselves back down to earth. I mean, what they're effectively doing for those that don't know, pass it on is they give out clothing, um, you know, shoes, clothing to homeless people in Sydney and the central coast. And unfortunately the, the homeless is it, is increasing you know COVID has caused a lot of that as well and so they've got these massive lines of people that for them it's the best part of their week they get to come down they get some fresh clothes um, they'll get a feed and they'll get to to hang out with some people and they don't particularly care what Corey Norman the footy players like you know they're they're not always going to be reading the papers and watching him on TV every week they just want to know Corey the bloke and from all accounts I've never been down there myself but he is just absolutely brilliant with them and banter back and forth you know, just people like they've known each other their whole life. And I think that's the real part that inspires, you know, the clothing's what brings them, but it's the relationships and the um, the banter, I guess, that they have that what is what really sticks with them. And, mate, I, I think especially even more credit to your James Seguiaro's, your Corey Normans. I mean, 
they've got a business that is built solely off the back of content and, you know, they're still not putting it out on their phones. They're not taking pictures just for publicity. Like, they genuinely are just doing it because that's the sort of people they are. Yeah, that's right. It, you know, it's, it's not about it's not about trying to build up their personalities. It's not about trying to do anything with this. It's just about trying to make a difference to someone's life. And, and, you know, they'd probably be doing the same thing if they were a rugby league player or if they weren't, you know, this is just, they want to make help in the community they live in. It's a community they love and they see that there's people here doing it tough. So if they can come down, put a smile on their face, get some people laughing when they've had a, you know, a really rough week because they've been sleeping rough all week. They're constantly sleeping rough. Then I think that's the beauty of it. So yeah, big ups to all those guys. I'm really impressed whenever I see it. And, and once again, I think, um, it doesn't get a lot of coverage. I, you know, it will get the occasional coverage. I know the New South Wales blues went down, um, and did it during origin as well. Just sort of, you know, there was a bit of coverage around that because it's the blues, but it's, it's the, you know, that's a one-off. It's these guys that are going down there each and every week you're not going to get a story about that each and every week because there's nothing in it. It's the same thing every Wednesday. But the fact that they just go and do it for that sake, that's the beauty of it. Jamie, mate, before I let you go, the last thing I want to ask you, um, your page yourself, Footy Smiles, mate, has there been much connection between the NRL clubs and your page yet? Like, I know myself, uh, a lot of the NRL socials, they're very guarded about what they do. I've heard Dean talk about this as well. Even for a positive cause like yours, have you managed to build any relationships with media managers at clubs or anything like that? Like, have they reached out to you at all? It, it does happen occasionally, mate. Yeah, there's a couple, in particular the Broncos, are quite good at it as well. I mean, they, they the Broncos are a very community-orientated club and they've got a lot of stories they push out. So often they'll say, we can't put everything out on our website, um, but here's a great story that happened. You know, we had one just the other week of a, a young fellow that had been in hospital and his old man sort of saw that he'd been doing it tough. So he, he just thought, let's take him down to training and just watch. And the Broncos took him in, you know, with open arms. You know, Kevy Walters is down there. Uh, we've got all the players as well looking after him. We've got Katoni Staggs, all the guys making him feel like a million bucks um, and inviting him to come back down again. So the Broncos have been good at it with the Cowboys. We had a lot of support. Uh, we did the bushfire appeal last year to try and raise some money for the bushfires. And a lot of the clubs were really good with that, sending us some, some stuff to raffle off. So th- there is a fair bit there. Um, and we do get it from the media as well. So it's been a, a couple of different newspapers and online websites that have been in touch with us to sort of find out a little bit more often want to get in contact with the person the story that they came to and we'll often just just double check with that person that they're happy to and then we're happy to make that connection the wider that these stories can go the better mate the people need to hear it and, and people do really appreciate it you get the warm and fuzzies from reading it and so people often you know they look forward to when's the next footy smile story coming up you know some people message us it's been a while what's been happening and you know unfortunately we, we didn't have a lot last year just because of the lack of human interaction and human connection last year but hopefully we'll start to see a lot more of that again this year mate mate you must be very proud of the uh the small part you're playing i mean you know my myself dean we're updating nrl things all the time but uh, you know it's what you're doing that is the stuff that actually matters it's the relationships between people it's the lives that are being improved off the back of these things and rugby league yes it's entertainment it's a game but I mean, if it can make other people's lives better and you can play your little part in it, it must be something you're extremely proud of. Yeah, p- proud pride's an interesting word, mate. I'd, I'd never really thought of it like that. But, you know, the one the one feeling that I do get is when the, inboy, when the inbox clicks and there's a footy smile story coming in, I get excited because I just want to see 
what's happened, you know, to start with, we had to go out and find the stories, you know, we're, you know, small little Twitter account effectively, you know, with a couple hundred followers. So we needed to find it to show people what we're all about. But now people are coming to us and saying, here's this great story. This happened to me or this happened to a friend. I really want to share it. So I just love getting it to come in. I just can't wait to see who's been involved, you know, how's it helped influence someone's life? How's it made a positive impact on people? And that's probably what gets me excited more than anything. But now that you put it out there and say that, that proud word, I guess you're right, mate. Like we are pretty proud of what it's done. It's, you know, it's gotten bigger than what we ever thought it would, you know, it's started off as just a bit of a Twitter account. Um, and now Twitter's probably not the biggest platform that it is, you know, Facebook's just taken to it. Instagram loves it as well. So um, just keep the stories coming in. If anyone hears anything, if anyone finds out a story of something positive in rugby league, let us know. We just want to share it. We just want to help flip, you know, uh, the positive and the negative rugby league stories. And mate, on social media, uh, you know what? What's the name of it on social media exactly for everyone to be able to find it right now? Sure. So we got a nice and easy one. It's just at Footy Smiles on Instagram and Twitter, and you'll just be able to find us for searching for Footy Smiles on Facebook. So join the community, um, stay for the stories, help us out, let us know what's been happening. Um, you know, we just love the whole rugby league community, mate. Mate, I really appreciate your time today. I'm going to have you on early next week to talk about your beloved Canberra Raiders, the Green Machine. Uh, Very exciting times for the Canberra Raiders, isn't it? Can't wait for that chat, mate. Hopefully they can put a few smiles on faces down here this year. Uh, We've we've had a lot of luck and a lot of um, victories over the last couple of years, which has been rare as a Raiders fan. But I'll tell you what, it just shows, mate. Rugby league is one of those things. When when your town's going well, when your club, your suburb's going well, it just really turns people's lives around. And the power of sport, mate, it constantly amazes me how it can just change people's attitudes. It can change lives so yeah love to have a chat about the Raiders mate and hopefully my boys keep putting smiles on faces in the public and on the footy field mate you've actually just made me uh just made me think about a couple of years ago one of my uh one of my little cousins he was he was 14 or so and he was playing footy um I'm not sure which club he was playing against but Laurie Daly's son was in the side and um my cousin got hurt he, he broke his arm at one point so he went up to hospital and it was an away game so it was somewhere out pretty far and then they came back. He went to hospital, had the broken arm, got the cast on, and everything. Came home that night, and uh, they were they, they were having dinner, and they they got a knock on the door, and uh, it was Laurie Daly himself had driven about an hour and a half to come and visit him to see how he was. Uh, Loz had obviously got in contact with my cousin's club and said, "What's the address? You know, where, whereabouts is it?" And it's just one. It's another one of those stories that you you just never hear about, do you? No, you don't. Even that, I love that. You know, being a Raiders fan, you love hearing what, what Laws is up to and just going out of his way. We, we get so many of those. And, you know, if, if we did a retro, a retrospective footy smiles, you know, I'm sure we could come up with some ripper stories. Um, and that's another one just there, mate. So, you know, it's it's an hour and a half. It's two hours out of Laurie Daly's day. But, but that family's going to be talking about that forever. That's the real impact. Mate, it's been a pleasure having you on. I look forward to talking to you over the next few days. Thanks very much, Guru, mate, and keep up the good work yourself. Thanks, Legend. Talk to you soon. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.